Okay, good evening. It is <coughs> Chai Tishrei, the 18th of the month of Tishrei, the uh, yard site of Rabbeinu Akadosh. I hope you're doing something to celebrate his passing, his life, his legacy. Um, I will be going shortly to an event. I hope you are too. And if not, then let's just uh, let's learn. Um, to Rabbeinu, Chaim. So we have a new story called the Maisen Nisim, the story of miracles. Parenthetically here, it's called Mimelech Shigazar Shmad, also known as the story of the the bull and the ram. Um, <coughs> it goes like this, Pamachad Hayamelech, one time there was a king. And he decreed upon his country an expulsion uh, with the, the decree of, of death. Shmad means not just death, but like uh, destruction. That anyone that wanted to stay in the country would have to um, um, change his religion. Yamir, I, I couldn't uh, find the exact word, but uh, a Mumar is, is a heretic of sorts. Someone that, that um, you know, converts away from Judaism. Vimlav, and if not, and if he doesn't change his religion, or he doesn't say explicitly Jewish here, but it will, um, if this person doesn't change his religion, he gets thrown out of the country. And there were some uh, from them, once again, it doesn't specifically say the Jews, but they gave away all of their valuables, all of their property, and their wealth, and they left from this country in poverty. In order to to stay in their faith, that they should be Yisraelim. Okay. That they should be Jews. And there was some of them who had mercy upon their stuff and on their wealth. And they stayed there and they and they were anusim. Uh, they were forced to practice a foreign religion. And in secret, they would they would uh, they would do Judaism. And in, in public, they were not uh, permitted to do so, right? We know this is, um, this happened very famously in Spain, but uh, I understand it also happened uh, in Iran. I have a friend who's, who is Persian who told me that there was also great, long periods of time in Persia, in Iran, where uh, similar, similar decrees were enacted, so it's not, it's not uh, solely a uh, Western European issue. Umeis HaMelech and this king died. And his son became king. And he started to, to guide the country with a high hand. And he conquered several countries. He was very wise. And because he held with a strong hand the ministers of the government, right? Whenever I read about this, these palace intrigue things, I think about Versailles, 
right? And what I learned about Versailles and was it Louis the Fourteenth that he basically he had the noblemen so so sort of caught up in the uh, the culture of decadence and uh, the magic of the, the the palace at Versailles that he could basically get the get the nobles to do whatever uh, he wanted, right? Um, so a clever king has has as a way to keep the uh, the powerful people, the elites, in line. And he seemed like he was the same thing. He held them with great strength. Ya'atsu alav, v'nitkashru lipol alav, ulhachris osov ez zaro. Ah, what's going on? So he held them all, all the all the ministers very strongly. Yatsu alav, and they and they advised against him. and they decided to join together to uh, take him out. and cut him off. and his children. Right, this is something that that keeps coming up throughout the story, is the idea of lahachrit oto to cut him off. and his children. Right, that's always the king and his children are always seen as one unit. Uh, throughout the story, but one of these ministers was a secret uh, Israeli, a secret Jew. He said to himself, "Hello, for hello, <laughs> hello, for what? For what reason am I uh, an anus? Am I secret, a secret Jewish? Because I was." I was thinking about my great wealth, right? Achshav she Medina below Melech. But if they kill the king, there's no king in the country. Yeish et reu chayim balau, right? And he quotes Pirkei Avos, and he says that, right? It says in Pirkei Avos that we need to pray for the peace of the king, because if there there is no peace in the kingdom, it says a man will swallow his friend alive, right? So that's not good. So he's saying. These guys are trying to kill the king. And if they do that, the whole country is going to be plunged into chaos. Right? The, the housing market's going to fall. The, the, uh, the, the uh, you know, Security Exchange Commission is going to go, you know, there's going to be an inflation. They're going to devalue. It's going to, it's going to be chaos. It's going to be chaos. You know, advertising on the radio is going to go down. Uh, we can't have that. Right? He's a very practical person. Uh, he says Kiev Shar, and he's he's quoting Pirkei Avos. Right, this is the first time, um, if I remember, if I remember correctly, this is the first time that we see um, a character who is um, open, meaning openly Jewish. He's actually secretly Jewish, but the first character we we are introduced to as a Jew, and he quotes uh, the Mishnah. Very good. That's a, that's how it's a good way to know he's Jewish, right? Jewish people always quoting the Mishnah. Right? That's a good uh, good indicator of uh, a fine Hebrew education. So because it's impossible that you can't have a country without a king. Okay, and therefore Therefore he asks him. He advises himself. Right, this reminds me of the last story where he was Yatsba Dato, but here he's Yatsba Atsmo. He asks himself, dun, 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 So he 
So he advises himself that he should go and he should tell the king without them knowing. Right, that is to say, without the uh, the conspirators finding out, the other noblemen. Ve'halach. Ve'halach v'higid l'melech. And he wanted to tell the king, that they're trying to make a, a, a thing against him. And the king went and he checked and he saw that it was true. And he saw it was true. So he, he, he appointed guards. And the night they, they, they were to fall upon him. His guards got him. They got the bad guys. And they were all judged according to their judgment, meaning they were killed. Bye-bye. End of story. Okay. So the king turns and he speaks to the this this uh, Anus, right, this secret Jewish man. Right? What honor can I give to you for this one who saved me and my seed? Once again, he's saying you saved me and my seed. Right? Right? If I would say I'll make you a, a, a minister in the government. Right? You're already a minister in the government. You're already a big shot. If I say I'm going to give you money, you have money, you're a rich man. Right? How much more can I give you? And more tell me what honor you want. And I will do for you. Anaha Anus Vamar is the, the Anus, the secret Jew answered, and he said, Aval, Ta'aseli Masha Omar. However, you're gonna do for me what you what I say? You're really gonna follow this? Amar Melechhed. The king says yes. Amar Hishava Bam Bam Bam. Hishavali Bikitricha Umalchutcha. So he says, Swear to me by your crown and your malchus. Your crown and your regency. Venishbalo. So he swore to him. Anal Amar, he answered and he said, The Anus Hanal, Ikar Kvodish, Eya Rashai, Liot, Yudi, Bifar Hesia. Oh, what is my greatest kavod, the greatest honor for me? That I should be permitted to be a Jew in public. Laniach Talit Utfilin Bifar Hesia, which means. To put on a talis and tefillin in public. The king got very angry. Because in his entire country, the, no one had permission to be a Jewish. But this, he had no uh, choice. There was no way to, change, to back out because of the, the oath he, he swore. And in the morning, the Anus uh, went out wearing a talus and tefillin in public. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Spicy. Spicy courtroom drama. Um, fine, we're going to pause it here because I got a roll. Um, yeah, I hope, uh, hope it was good. And I hope you're having a wonderful evening. And uh, hug some ash.